Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to The Hen House, the one podcast pre-recorded live in front of a canned studio audience. And here's your host, Jazz Chicken. Hello everyone, thank you for listening to The Hen House. Uh, First things first, I just want to state that um, you will notice that I sound a little bit bunged up today, but that's because I have a cold. No, calm down, calm down, it's absolutely fine. No, sit down. Right, it's absolutely fine, there's no need to panic. I understand the reason for panicking nowadays, well, with the coronavirus going around, but it literally is just a cold because the governmental um, thing basically says that if you have continuous coughing or a fever, then obviously you need to seek medical attention. I have neither of them. I just have a bunged up nose. I have a runny nose and that's it. (laughs) So I sound a bit bunged up because I have a cold. All right. So there's nothing to worry about. I'm not going to (laughs) die. No one else is going to die. Okay, all the other bugs in the world don't go on holiday because coronavirus is doing his big intro. (laughs) Hey everyone, and they're like, oh no, we gotta wait, we gotta sit back, we gotta let him do his do his rounds around the planet and let everyone know that he's here. (laughs) So yes, I have a cold, Um, but other than that, I'm very grateful for you to be listening here. Um, what you can expect later in the show today, uh, we'll be talking about mythology. I've been looking forward to getting into this, and um, there are different versions, probably due to mistranslations. Um, so they're not set in stone, but that's myth for you. None of the myth is really set in stone, to be fair. Um, and I've made sure to stay away from Wikipedia. <laughs> so we've got different websites here. Um, Some of them are actually from the same website. I think two of them are from the same website. The other two are different ones. Uh, You could also expect some more improv news and also um, a continuation of our little um, fantasy game that we've got going on. And obviously we'll close up with a random fact. So, first things first, let's go into our creation mythology show. I know. <laughs> we're looking forward to it. So, first things first. Um, so, we're talking about creation of life. How how different cultures believed that how like we first began and how man started to walk the earth. Atheists, I guess, or the scientific belief is that there was nothing but a singular atom or so or loads of atoms compressed together which then just exploded and then filled out this empty void and created the stars and the planets etc and due to gravity it made every everything circular which you know like that kind of makes sense what with gravity being all around etc um don't want to delve too much into it but that's kind of what we're currently running on at the moment and also you've got the christianity belief with, you know, there was nothing, and then a big voice went, turn the light on. <laughs> and he turned the light on and went, mm, I've got a week to make a planet and some life. <laughs> Let's get cracking. <laughs> uh, that's obviously not the full story, but <laughs> it's a good to the point. 
But what we're going to delve into, I'm not going to touch on um, the myth for ancient Egypt, nor am I going to touch on the myth of the Vikings. And the reason for that is because we touched on that in Big Timmy's house. So head over to Big Timmy's house and you can listen to them. And I think out of them all, there seems to be a running pattern. Um, And the Vikings... It felt like at first, at very at first glance, they were actually touching on something. They were actually making a little bit of sense. <laughs> they thought of it scientifically until someone brought out a giant spliff, and then they all got high. <laughs> and um, but the running pattern is, uh, with everything else is that there's always an egg involved, a big giant egg. It seems obviously there are a couple that don't have eggs. But I don't know. There just seems to be darkness and an egg. Everything came from an egg. So there you go. The ancient story. What came first? Chicken or the egg? It was an egg. <laughs> just look at mythology. It was an egg. What laid the egg? Just shut up. <laughs> don't you start. Okay. So we're going to touch on first with the Greeks. The wonderful uh, Greeks that like to... Uh, do a bit of incest. <laughs> You'll get that if you've ever done drama and you look, you've done shows on the uh, ancient Greek tragedies. They're, they're interesting play. I prefer them to uh, Shakespeare. But yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of incest. So this was on a website, www.cs.williams.edu, where you can find the page that I found. So. There was nothing but an empty darkness. So absolutely nothing but an empty darkness. Oh, and in the darkness, there was a bird. (laughs) So there wasn't completely nothing. There was a bird with black wings. We don't know what color bird. We just know it had black wings. So it could be a rainbow bird (laughs) with black wings, whose name was Nyx, or nigh according to google translate um it's n y x so the english google translate is nix and the greek google translate is nigh (laughs) and with the wind she laid a golden egg i don't know where this wind came from i would imagine there must have been clouds or something (laughs) an atmosphere to create the wind amongst this nothingness so you could probably expect a lot of me like just <laughs> digging holes <laughs> in all of it. But that's why I love mythology, because it's so bizarre. I love it. <laughs> okay, so with the wind, she laid an egg. So there was a gentle breeze and she just went <laughs> and laid a ne- laid a golden egg. How big an egg, we don't know. She sat on this egg for ages. It pretty much said that, that she sat on it for ages. So <laughs> I'm guessing she got bored at some point. <laughs> She's just sitting there going, oh, for God's sake, there's nothing to do in this empty darkness. <laughs> I just pooped out an egg and then I've got to sit on it. Apparently it's golden, but I can't tell because it's dark. <laughs> I can't see anything. The egg finally hatched, giving birth to Eros, the god of love. Which I 
I confused myself for a while thinking that the god of love was uh, Cupid but no that is Roman mythology that is not Greek mythology okay and Aphrodite came later although there are some translations to say that Eros is the son of Aphrodite and Aphrodite is more like goddess of beauty and love and other stuff but Eros was the god of love which it's, it's, I just want to point out, it's, it's also interesting, because um, for a long time I was thinking, if you were to think of like the first emotions to ever exist, because um, you've got like anger, you're, like all the, the, the sins as well, and you've got anger, you've got envy, you've got happiness, you've got sorrow, and you've got love, and I was trying, I was just thinking randomly in my head one day, it's like, what, what emotion could potentially have been the very first emotion created and i thought it would be love because from love you have hatred from love you have envy from love you have wrath and revenge from love you have happiness you have sorrow you know you don't get love from sorrow you tend to get sorrow from love and vice versa with everything else so i think that makes sense having love as the the ancient one. <laughs> okay, so getting back to the story, he gave birth to Eros, the god of love, and um, from the two empty. This is all right. It gets really bizarre now. The two empty halves of the shell rise up into the air, which now exists, and one half of the eggshell became the sky, and the other half became the earth. Eros named the sky Uranus, or Uranus, which, as we know, is the name of a planet, <laughs> and not a giant eggshell. <laughs> and the Earth was named Gaia, basically Mother Earth. And uh, keep that in mind, two empty eggshells, right? One's the sky, Uranus, and the Earth is called Gaia, okay? Eros then made them fall in love <laughs> and have sex with each other okay so this was an arranged thing they they didn't fall they didn't love each other <laughs> eros forced it upon them and these are two empty eggshells okay <laughs> they i would like to think they're inanimate objects <laughs> they're not sentient beings but apparently one of them has a penis i'm i'm guessing uranus <laughs> Uranus has a penis and um, then got jiggy with Gaia yeah and uh, it's also to be stated that in some um, translations that Gaia is one of the Titans so I'd imagine that Uranus is also one of the Titans so Eros made them fall in love and have sex and which would also mean well technically Technically, Uranus and Gaia would not be brother and sister. It's hard to say. There's an argument there. <laughs> but they had many children, which is basically the Titans. They gave birth to the Titans. And their names are Oceanus, Tethys, Hyperion, Thea. Uh, Google Translate either says Koi or the English version is Coeus. <laughs> I would go with Koi. Uh, Phoebe, uh, not from Friends. Uh, Cronus, Rhea, Nemesine, 
Themis, Creus, and Lapetus. Those are the names of the Titans. Should you, if you were interested, I was interested. <laughs> I was like, what were their names? Um, so then the Titans were born, right? And then the Titans had sex with their mother, Gaia. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Gaia slept with her children, <laughs> giving birth to other gods. Uh, pretty much like Zeus, only Cronus, he, he was suspecting that uh, the children would rise up against him because Cronus was the leader of the Titans, you see. And uh, he was very paranoid that his children would rise up and kill him. So he uh, got his wife, Rhea, which is also his sister, um, to basically feed Cronus his children, Right? And Cronus happily ate his children um, until Rhea then decided, you know what, I don't like this. <laughs> and so when I'm going to hide uh, my youngest child um, and disguise a rock, just this, just this rock, this little boulder, I'm going to give it a nappy and draw a face on it, <laughs> Cronus will be none the wiser. <laughs> And he wasn't, he wasn't, he just went, yeah, that, that's my baby, all right, <laughs> and then ate it, and went, yeah, yeah, tastes like babies too. Um, so the, the young baby that was hidden uh, was Zeus, he grew up, and um, then there was an uprising with the other children, which I guess Cronus didn't eat, I guess it must have been the children of Hyperion and so forth. They had an uprising, and then there was a big old war, and then they locked away um, all the Titans in Tartarus. Um, I think that's correct. Yes, in Tartarus, and it was underneath a mountain, I believe. And that's as far as I got in that story. I didn't want to go too far, because now we're going to move on to Chinese mythology on what they believe. And this one is just as interesting. Almost maybe more demonic. I mean, that's how it sounds, anyway. So, Pangu, the first man, came from chaos. Which was an egg. <laughs> or it could be pronounced chows <laughs> from Sonic. <laughs> from the Sonic game, it could have been a giant chow. Because <laughs> that's spelt the same, isn't it? Um, so Pangu was the first man who came from chaos, a big giant egg. He had two horns, two tusks, and a hairy body. But what was bizarre is that the pictures that depict him uh, show that he doesn't have two horns, he doesn't have <laughs> two tusks, and he's not hairy. <laughs> At least the ones I saw, anyway. I was like, what? And he's, he's nor you can normally find him uh, either sitting down or standing, and he's holding the yin-yang symbol. And we'll get into that just now. So he had all that on him. Uh, some... Uh, interpretations say that he separated heaven and earth and placed the sun, moon, stars, and planets in the galaxy, which would have been a very long job. <laughs> he would do that for a very long time. He was also dividing the four seas. He shaped the earth by chiseling out valleys and stacking up mountains. And he did this with his knowledge of yin-yang, 
so his knowledge of yin-yang would have been something he created himself because it didn't exist. <laughs> it's Pangu was the first thing to exist. No, the egg. Chaos was the first thing to exist. Then Pangu came from the egg and went, ah, yin and yang. <laughs> the duality of all things. So he is just running on his own theory, basically. And that's where I saw the picture and many others that showed him as just a naked old man <laughs> with no horns, no tusks. And uh, there are, there are, as I say, many depictions um, of this story. So there's another story that states that the world was created from his corpse, which is going along the lines of the Vikings, because they had a similar thing. Um, that the eyes were the sun and moon, so the eyes of Pangu was the sun and moon. It must have been weird, though, having one burning eye <laughs> and the other one is kind of fine, maybe a bit dusty. Uh, his blood were the rivers, his hair were trees, uh, his sweat was also rivers. I, I think there was a bit of confusion with whoever wrote this. Um, this story I didn't mention was on www.britannica.com. Okay, you can read more on that uh, on there. Uh, but what was a bit disturbing as well, uh, oh yeah, his body was the soil in the earth, and the disturbing part was they said that the human race evolved from the parasites on Pangu's body. And I've always believed, um, I know it's a bit, <laughs> I don't know, I find the human race, in terms of the planet, the planet earth that we live on, to be basically a parasite we we feed and live off our own planet and we are killing our own planet um so in a way that's pretty much like the planet is our host and uh, we're essentially using it and uh, killing it off like a parasite would but then you could argue all the animals are also doing the same and blah 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 um so when i read that i was like huh okay it seems a bit dark, but okay. So human race evolved from parasites on his body. Nice. Now we're going to Celtic and Ireland. This is on www.ancientorigins.net. Um, and there is also a dash uh, between ancient and origins. So it's ancient-origins.net. And this is the Celtics, or Ireland... Once upon a time, there was no time. <laughs> I liked how that opened. I was like, what? Once upon a time, there wasn't any time. <laughs> there was no time at all. It didn't exist. Which means nothing from then onwards would have existed because there was no time to create that. There were no gods. There were no humans. But there was land and sea. Okay. Um, where the sea met the land... A white horse was born from the sea foam. So it was a very white and foamy horse. Her name was... I hate If I mispronounce it, I do apologize. I think it's Ioka. Uh, E-I-O-C-H-A. Ioka. And from an oak tree, which was happened to also be there, sprouted a plant... And this plant was where Ioka gave birth to the first god, Sununus. I'm not sure what made Ioka pregnant, um, unless, I guess, as um, Jeff Goldblum would say... 
life uh, finds a way. So I guess, yeah, he just learned from Jurassic Park and gave birth to the first god, Cernus. C-E-R-N-U-N-N-O-S. But I don't know why they say it's the first god, because I would argue that Ioka, the foamy horse, was the first god. I would argue that she was like a goddess. Not just a casual horse that gave birth to a god. Now, Cernanus, right, um, must have read up on these Greeks, because then he decided, when he grew up, <laughs> to have his wicked way with a foamy horse. <laughs> Which then gave birth to more gods. So, not only were was Cernanus the brother to all these gods, but also the father as well. However, they then started to feel lonely, even though they've got company with every, everyone around them. They felt lonely because they had no one to command, no one to worship them, no one to enslave. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Um, so from the wood of this oak tree, they created man and woman. And also all the animals as well. Oh, and also giants <laughs> that Ioka threw into the sea. So I guess the giants didn't live very long because <laughs> the foamy horse then just threw him into the sea. It's not known uh, if this was the original story. Uh, there is a lot of um, confusion with regards to the original Celtic um, creation story and there's different interpretations of it. Um, so I definitely recommend going to check that out. Now we go on to Australian, the Aboriginals, also on www.ancient-origins.net. Uh, this one's um, interested me most because I didn't think I'll be able to find... Uh, you mostly hear about Greeks, uh, Egypts, uh, Egyptians, sorry, uh, Celtics, Vikings, and I assumed there would be Chinese. Um, but I didn't think we would have much information on anywhere else. That, that was just my own naivety. Uh, we have loads. We have loads. There's even Samoan. Uh, and then you've got to think you've got also Africans. And then you've got our own myths in the UK. I didn't even think we even had mythological beasts or monsters. I mean, I know we had little stories such as King Arthur and that, but I wouldn't say that's a myth. I would just say that's just a fictional story. But the Australian originals, originals, aboriginals, believed that at the beginning there was darkness, much like with every other story, and there was also a bear land. Now, there were no bears involved. <laughs> we're talking about empty land. So I have to say this because I like to twist the meaning of words. <laughs> so you'll learn this with the pods as we go along. That I will, I may often snigger to myself because I like seeing double meanings in words. Uh, one gina. It's either now there is no Google Translate for this, so it's either one gina <laughs> or wangina or wanhina. I don't know because sometimes the J is a H sound. It's wand, as in Harry Potter's wand, and then J, uh, sorry, yeah, J-I-N-A. 
Wandgina, Wangina. Um, and that name was the Creator, who appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> just, just suddenly appeared, and uh, brought humans from within the earth and overseas. I'm not sure where overseas. From from within the earth sounds like we're all made out of clay, or we just we came we we dug our way out like zombies. Uh, but when when they say overseas, I then start thinking of pirates. <laughs> Um, then life began because reasons oh yes I put that there because when it says when life began is talking about plants and everything and animals it just happened <laughs> because reasons and the original humans were actually shapeshifters and uh, they could become human or animal so the animals were also humans. Um, yeah. So I guess we've we've uh, forgotten how to do that over the years. There, another version states that Wangina was not just one god, but many gods, depicted with big black eyes and no mouth and a halo. So it to me, I just pictured a stereotypical alien with big black eyes, <laughs> although they do have a tiny mouth and they don't have a halo. Um, but it did create an interesting image. If someone wants to draw that up and put that on a Discord, that would be that would be interesting. I'd love to see your artwork, so please send it in. Um, but yeah, so you're wanting to do it's. It seems to be much like we have fish, where they all gather together in one. Um, it seems to be that type of thing because it's not just one god, it's many gods and it has big black eyes there's no mouth and it has a halo above them so there you go so a Wangina one is actually a collection of fish I guess <laughs> when Wangina walked on earth he created he so this one's a man this time because of the previous ones we've had women all the time kind of interesting I mean, they could be any sex that they want. I mean, we're not we're not prejudiced here. <laughs> when Wangina walked on the earth, he created rivers, mountains, plants, and animals. Uh, again, this is obviously another depiction. We're not otherwise. Yes, it does sound like it contradicts what we've just talked about. But yes, we're talking about different interpretations now. <clears throat> um, the god. By May, by May, B A I A M E, um, just happened to pop round. <laughs> I don't know where he came from or she came from. Just, just appeared out of nowhere. Oh, he appeared out of the sky. Oh, my bad. Oh, and also his wife. Okay, so it was a bloke, and uh, his wife, just him and his wife, appeared in the sky. Thought they'll come round, visit one Gina, and see how he was getting along. And uh, he would, what did I put here? He would have only just met at the very moment. Oh yeah, how did they? How were they? How were they um, married? If they just literally popped into existence, did they just then look at each other and think, "Oh, you must be my wife. Oh, you must be my husband." Well, looks like we're married now. So his wife's name, uh, Biomi's wife's name, is 
Biragnudu. Biragnudu. B-I-R-R-A-H-G-N-O. No. Baragnulu. Sorry, I thought that was a D. B-I-R-R-A-H-G-N-O-O-L-O-O. It even said A-K-A emu. <laughs> so also known as an emu. So he basically Biome was married to an emu. And uh, she was the goddess of fertility. And they also had a son, apparently, who was with them, called Daramulum. D-A-R-R-A-M-U-L-U-M. And that's how life started. And there was different interpretations there. But that's how life started with each of them. Um, I feel like I haven't talked about this for that long, but apparently we've been here for half an hour. So that's good timing. And that's where I'm going to stop with these as well. That's where my notes end. Uh, so go visit those websites if you'd like to read up more on those stories um, and those myth, those myths for the Greeks, uh, Chinese, Celtic, and the Australian Aboriginals. If any of you are Greek, Chinese, Irish, and Australian, and you want to correct what I've read out or like to share any other myths and stories, then please head over to Discord and let me know, because this is all the stuff I'm fascinated in, and I'd love to hear it. I will give the Discord um, link later in the pod, so just stay tuned. And uh, now, I think we will we will go to the uh, our little story game before doing the improv news. So, get your character sheets ready, get those dice in hand, your pencil to one side... And we will delve into the dungeon. Greetings, adventurer, and welcome back. We left off after surviving a cave-in within the Wandering Mountain. You are blocked off. The exit is closed. There is no turning back. You now find yourself in a large cavern. It is dimly lit around you. The only light source that you can see are from bioluminescent mushrooms growing in different patches around the room. The ground is dirty, filled with rocks. Walking forward, you notice the entrance of an old wooden bridge. Who built this bridge? How long has it been here? You begin to wonder, what else is man-made inside the Wandering Mountain? As you approach the bridge, it leads to a cliff edge. Peering down into the dark depths below, you gently tap a stone with your foot. After a few moments later, you hear the rock hit something moist. Almost as if there is a body of water at the bottom. How deep that water is, you do not know. Could you survive a fall? You decide that the only option is to cross this bridge, however, It has been here for some time. 
As you slowly step onto the bridge, it creaks. The rope handles do not feel safe. The wooden panels beneath your feet feel weak and brittle, like they could break at any given moment. Some of the panels are missing, and as you get halfway across, you notice that there is a giant gap between you and the ledge ahead of you. You have to make this jump. You take a few steps back before throwing yourself across the chasm. Make a luck check. If your luck check is successful, you have made it to the other side. Your body slams onto the edge and you grab onto the nearest post beside you. Luckily for you, this post is well bedded into the ground and you are able to lift yourself up. Dusting yourself off and rubbing your knees that had been battered by the rocky surface. If you were unlucky, then when you attempted to make that jump, a wooden panel beneath your foot broke away. Your hands flail to try and catch the rope handles, but as you do, it snaps, causing you to plummet down into the watery depths below. For those who made it across, you are now standing in front of what appears to be a staircase. There are no bioluminescent mushrooms here, and your eyes can barely see what is around you. There does appear to be some kind of haze. To the left of you is an unlit torch. Decide now and write on your character sheet which you wish to do. Do you wish to light the torch, or walk forward towards the staircase? Find out what happens next, in next week's episode. For those of you who plummeted to the depths below, the water was shallow and only knee depth. It was enough to cushion your fall, however the rocks there did not make it so comfortable. Deduct your hit points by two. As you gather yourself, you begin to look around. Ahead of you is a narrow passageway, brightly lit by more bioluminescent mushrooms. It seems to be calling to you. However, you sense that you are not alone. It is then you begin to feel a pressure against your leg. You dart towards the luminescent passageway in front of you, spinning round to see the assailant that touched your leg. As you do, you feel a chill roll down your spine as two thick black mass worm its way towards you. You know these to be giant leeches, and you have no choice but to fight these beasts. Each leech has five hit points and three skill. Pause the podcast while you fight them. If you survive the fight, you search their carcass for anything that may have been useful. 
Unfortunately, it seems these leeches have not eaten in some time. There is nothing within their stomach. You gather your breath and head up the luminescent passage, entering a rather ancient room. To find out what happens next, tune in to next week's podcast. Ooh, and there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, the second part of the story. Ooh, I wonder what's happened to you guys. Did you manage to make it across that bridge, or did you fall down and get into a battle of leeches? Ooh, please let me know in the Discord. And that invite link to use is https colon forward slash forward slash discord dot gg forward slash capital C sky w capital S eight. That Discord link again is https colon forward slash forward slash discord dot gg forward slash capital C sky w capital S eight. And please let us know how you're getting on with the uh, the the story game there. But now we move on to improv news. Good evening. You're listening to Improv News. I'm Johnny Cumdon. Tonight's news: Assassin Bugs John Wick in Lansing, in the UK. Miley Cyrus Smell in Moscow. Is it genocide or self-defense? John Wick has a huge contract placed upon his head as he now runs through America, causing a massacre of dead bodies behind him as he tries to stay alive. Many contractors are attempting to kill him in the hopes of achieving millions of dollars. However, the true story lies within these contractors' families and the impact that it has. We now head over to Mashbarn Lansing in the UK to our colleague Mo Lester for the story. Thank you, Johnny Comdon. I'm Mo Lester and I'm here live reporting to you with an interview with the Bug family who are victims of the John Wick massacre. Mr. and Mrs. Bug, please tell us your side of the story. Well, my son's always been a good boy. You see, it's not, it wasn't long since he got the contract to go and, and take out the Mr. John Wicks. That's right, yes. He went to uh, work uh, for the, the contractor to, to go to, um, you know, get the, the money from all that. That's you know, okay, all honey. I can talk to the man. So, as I was saying, my son is a contractor and he was out to get the John Wicks for the money. And, and... Uh, <laughs> oh God, it's just, it's all coming back to me now. It's okay, honey, don't worry now. Yes, it's okay. Please take your time. So before we continue, can I get this straight that your son is an assassin? That's right. He's an assassin. And and his contract that day, he was hoping that he could provide for his family. And in order to do that, he had to take on John Wick. And I told him that and he shouldn't have done that. I mean, he, he felt like he could. He felt like there was so many contractors going for the Wick that he would be the one to take some money home. Right. And, and what was your son's name? His name was assassin right so he was an assassin named assassin bug that's right named after my grandfather and what was his name assassin bug right so his name was assassin bug you're the bug family and your grandfather is also called assassin that's correct he was named after his son assassin you 
right? What? He was named after his son, who hadn't been born at the time he was named, but he was named after him anyway. No, I mean, the birth was quite close, actually. So, how, wait, I'm confused. How can he be the grandfather, then? Oh, it's, it's very confusing with the Bug family. Don't get me wrong. But uh, we have a long line of assassins in the, in the Bug family. So, so, let me get this straight. You're all... You're all assassins, so you're an assassin? That's correct. I walked down my pappy's shoes. Yep, so did I. I'm an assassin bug, too. I was, you know, following in the footsteps of my grandma. So, right, so you're all assassin bugs, named assassin bugs, and your grandfather was named after his son, and so, wait, and your son, assassin... No, no, not assassin. The, the, the son... Assassin, who, you know, went for the car- Right, that's, that's what I meant. Oh, I'm sorry, it's all so confusing. Yes, uh, yes, y you're right, it is very confusing. So, okay, so your son, Assassin Bug, who had the contract with John Wick, what kind of impact has it had on your life oh, now? Oh, it's had a major impact. I mean, the, the family of 3,642, it's just... There's now a big empty hole. We all miss him so very much. That's right, we do. We miss him every day now. And it... And it's just so hard, you know. I can't think of a day without him. And they don't ever think about the impact that these assassins must go through and the impact it has on their families. It's also, it's just, it's so distressing. Right, right. And, uh, who are you? I'm guessing your name is Assassin Bug, too? No, my name is Jerry, and I'm a lawyer bug. I didn't want to be an assassin, so, so I studied law and became an attorney assassin bug. I mean, a lawyer bug. I became an attorney, lawyer, assassin bug. You, you. Oh, okay. So you're, you're Jerry, but you're, you Jerry Bug. That's right. I'm Jerry Bug, sir. Sir, that man is a liar. That man is a liar. He's no son of mine. That's right. He ain't no son of mine. That way, he ain't no son of mine. Think he can defile the assassin name like that? He was named after his grandpappy, grandpappy. And he goes and defiles his name by changing his name to Jerry. He's no son of mine. Uh, objection, Your Honor. That is a false claim. I'm, I'm, what? Yeah, that is a false claim. Uh, I am actually a member of the Bug family, and uh, I can prove it. I have my birth certificate right here. Um, okay, no, that's that's absolutely fine. I mean, I'm I'm a reporter. Uh, but, Your Honor... No, no, I'm a reporter. Your Honor, but I have the evidence right here. I'm not a judge. I'm... I'm a reporter whose voice keeps changing because I can't keep track of all the voices that I'm doing right now. You shut up, you piece of trash! You're not gonna be part of this family anymore, especially with Assassin gone! How can you do that to your own sister? Wait, what? So... Right, so... Assassin, who was the uh, assassin for the John Wick case, was... A, a, a girl. No, no, no. He was he, he was born male, and now he identifies as female. You know, I mean, everyone's born gender neutral. They can be whatever they want. That's right. They can be whatever they want. That's okay, Bookie. I got this. Now, I'm just saying to the man, you know, that everyone can be whatever they want. That's okay. I've got this. Objection, Your Honor. Shut up, Jerry. You're not a part of this family. Now, now, Jerry, as my voice has changed again, um, probably to what it should have been, <laughs> so... What's your take on all this? I mean, you're obviously angry at the fact that your family have disowned you, and uh, uh, you, do you miss your brother? 
Absolutely, Your Honor. And as I say, I've got evidence right here in the birth certificate. And uh, the, as a plaintiff, I'd like to make a claim that I do, in fact, um, am, I'm a part of the Assassinburg family. Objection, Your Honor. Objection. That is false evidence. There is falsified evidence right there. Wait, sir. Let me get this straight. You're now... You're objecting yourself? That's right, Your Honor. I'm objecting myself for falsified evidence. He's harassing me. That's harassment. Wait, now you're saying that you're harassing yourself and you've made false evidence of a birth certificate yourself for yourself. So are you also the defendant? That's right. I'm the defendant. And I like to make a claim right here. I'm making a counterclaim that I did, in fact, change my name. But that's not the... I'm not a judge, okay? I'm a reporter. Um, let me get that straight. I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm not a ma'am. I'm a, I'm a sir, at the very least. Um, Mr. Mo Lester, you can call me Lester. I'm sorry, Mo Lester. No, it's Mo Lester. Uh, yeah, that's what I said, ma'am. Stop calling me ma'am. Um, now, let me just get this straight. I'm a reporter. We're talking about the loss of your son. That's right. My poor boy. He's so... Oh, my God. It's all coming back to me. It's okay, Bessie. My name's not Bessie. It's Assassin. I know, but you know that's my special name for you. And it's just so hard with Assassin gone. I know, Assassin. Our poor Assassin is gone. I'm I'm really confused. Back to you, Johnny Comdum, in the studio. Um, I, I really don't know what's going on here. Objection, Your Honor. Objection. I have a counterclaim of this family who say that I'm not a part of their family. And I think that's harassment. And, you know, I, I should be a part just because I changed my name. Stop talking, you damn hit. God, you're a piece of trash, and this is why we don't want you. That's right, we kicked you out of here last night. We don't want you a part of this family anymore. Go and change your name and defile your name like that. Objection, Your Honor. I did not defile any names. Objection again. He's lying. He's lying. The plaintiff is lying, and, and I would like to counterclaim. Stop trying to counterclaim against yourself. Back to you in the studio, goddammit. Thank you, Mo Lester. Shocking report. It is that time of year again for the Montana Festival, which will now be hosting in Moscow. So if any of you will be interested in know, then go to their website at the Montana Smell Festival in Moscow, and you'll be able to buy your tickets and fly there. Now, what is it like to go there? We will find out. We head over now to Mo Lester again, who is in Moscow right now. Ah, yes, I flew over here after that interview super quick, and uh, I'm now in Moscow, and this might be my voice. I don't know anymore. It keeps changing. Um, but we are here at the Montana Festival in Moscow, and I'm here with Victor, who is a customer of theirs and enjoying himself. Victor, what can you tell me about this Montana Festival? Tell me a little bit more about it. Well, the the Montana Festival is is very good. It's very fun. We we all love the Montana Festival. It is a festival that only happens once a year. Um, I where where Miley Cyrus, uh, she come to Moscow, and uh, we we all have good time. Uh, it's very memorable, and this you must realize this is something that uh, Miley Cyrus uh, planned herself. Uh, so she present idea to uh, to government, and and they accept. They go, that's his great idea. Uh, we love it. And we we will we will do we we will do. 
Well, that um, is very interesting. So, Miley Cyrus, is there any other celebrities? That no, no, these, these only you know, for the fans of Miley Cyrus, they come and they gavel from around the world, from around Russia. Pretty much only from around Russia, and uh, so what exactly is the festival? I mean, what did what does she do? Is there like a gift shop, or is there like a band that plays? Um, well, uh, yes, no. There is uh, how you say gift shop. Uh, uh, but what the the festival is is that uh, we go to. Uh, abandoned factory and uh, inside the factory in basement we have we have big glass box and uh, we the customers we all gather around uh, the box we have like separate booth we have separate booth and uh, the glass box have holes in uh, and uh, Miley Cyrus, she stand in center of of box, and uh, from holes uh, there is plastic tube, a large uh, plastic tube which leads to the customers in the booth, and from the booth there is gas mask and a plastic tube connect to gas mask which we put on our face and that is all we can we can how you say uh uh encapsulate or capitalize on 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 the smell right right so uh so you're saying that Miley Cyrus walks into a glass box once a year, duh, and uh, you then smell her through a gas mask with tubes that link into the box? Duh, duh that is correct. The festival is us smelling the Miley Cyrus and... Uh, <clears throat> It is very good, and the fragrance. She's not naked. She's fully dressed, and you can smell her body odor. You can smell the the fragrance on the clothes, whether it be dirty or clean. Um, you don't know. It's different every year, and uh, if if you stay or pay more, you you get to get to the finer smells. These smells more of acquired taste. Um, and these, these bring very high price. These bring high price to festival. And Miley Cyrus, she does not mind it. She does not mind it at all. Now, from this point on, when you pay the high price, you get high performance. She come in like wrecking ball, yet. Right, right, go on. Well, <laughs> well, she will then fart um, in the glass box, but not a real fart, not yet, no. 
she will she will do the armpit fart which is a synthetic fart um it is fake i do i do for you now of of so you get a better understanding of of the fart like that um and then she also do hand fart and this this brings interesting aromas into box and when that smell go around nose it is very fascinating and it's it is what moscow is all about it reminds us who we are and uh, she also one year she she blew she blew our minds she did ear fart she she farted with her ear yes she did ear fart i never i i've never seen or or smelled ear fart before and so i practice in case she do again and i can impress her with my talents of ear farts right right so uh I mean, you care to give us an example? Da, da, I, I will try. That is ear fart. Wow, you... Oh, I don't know what to say. That, that was actually quite impressive. Da, it's very impressive. Only you must be careful when you do it, because sometimes... When you try to ear fart, you create vacuum in hand, and the vacuum could pull out, could pull out how you say eardrum, and uh, if you do, then you go deaf in ear because you pulled out eardrum with vacuum. Uh, so uh, try not to do it all the time, um, but then after that. After that, then becomes the 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 how how you say peace Dorisi stones, and uh, she would drop trousers, and and do she she would drop trousers and do two different real farts. So this is not fake fart. This is from inside her body. And uh, she will fart from bottom and do, and that, that is the best. That is the best fart that we go for because it is always different. Now, this bring the top end customer for those who wish to smell Miley Cyrus fart. Okay, the smell is always different. Sometimes it acidic, other time it smell wet. Uh, it can't smell earthy. It can't smell. F it's very rare that it smells fruity, um, but most times it smells like shit, and uh, that's that's the one uh, only recognizable smell is the shit. Um, but most times you you tend to get like either nutty flavor. Um, um, you can also maybe get alcoholic flavor. The one time we tried to offer her lots and lots of vodka um, to see if it have effect on fart. 
and and it did. It was very alcoholic, and um, I think even two two how you say patrons uh, got uh, got drunk on on fart. And the other, yeah, what what was the other one? You said there were two. The 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 other one is from frontal. It frontal fart. So a queef. Bah, a queef. What was that word? Queef. Queef. So okay, yes, da. So the queef fart. But that the queef fart is not so impressive. Um, it always smell of fish. It either be dead fish or fresh fish, or sometimes it has a subtle fish. But it it never really changed much like bottom fart. You know the queef fart. It just it mostly just smells of fish. And uh, that's something that only a select few customers like to enjoy is the queef fart. But I generally stay for the for the bottom fart. It it is the best. It is the best, and we like we like the fart. Okay, well, interesting uh, experiences there that you can go in Moscow um, once a year. Um, you have to. Join their social medias to know exactly what time of year, because it it tends to differ. I mean, when is the um, the Montana Festival this year? Well, the Montana Festival this year is now. If you know you you mentioned it right at the beginning of interview, that is right now. Excuse me, I got vodka burp. It is now in March, uh, beginning of year. Um, next year is is not planned. Next year is not planned, but it may be in summer, which be good because that the summer festival it tend to be stronger smell. The heat really permeates the air, and it it makes it wonderful. It, it makes it pure. So I recommend you maybe look out for next year. For any summer Montana festival. Okay, okay. Well, thank you very much. And uh, back to you, Johnny Comdon. Wow, that was an interesting festival right there. Well, that's all we've got time for. I've been Comdon. Good night. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I've only just realized that I actually lost track of time during all of that. So this has actually been a slightly longer pod. Um, So now we're going to wrap it up with a fact, and then we will see you later. So, I know, I know, but we don't have time. We don't have time, people, okay? So, today's fact is that if you replace the W with a T in what, where, and when, you will get the answer to each of those questions. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Jazz Chicken. Thank you for listening to The Hen House. Good night. Yeah.